Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Good Advice Podcast. I'm excited today to talk about some things related to, frankly, what I feel like to be one of the most important things for the small business owner. We're talking today about sales. Sales is the game. It's the name of the game. It's the thing that you have to learn to master, or at least not, maybe if you can't master it, it's got to be something you're at least willing to lean into if you're going to be able to take your business anywhere. It's rare that someone starts a business and it just takes off and becomes amazing, though I hope that for you, I hope that's the case that you end up running into at some point or another, if you were like most entrepreneurs, you were going to have to sell. Uh, We're going to be diving into some conversations to help you sell better today. And if you haven't checked out the podcast before, welcome to the show. This is the place where we try to give you the actionable, tangible strategies you need to grow your business. Uh, We do have the podcast on all platforms. We also have a Google profile page. If you just search good advice here in Northwest Arkansas, it'll pop it up. If you're loving the podcast, I'd love a review telling me what you think about the podcast. I guess if you don't like the podcast, why are you here? But especially if you don't like the podcast, maybe don't leave a review would be probably the next best step for you. All that to say, uh, we're going to dive in today's conversation. But first, a word from one of the amazing businesses that sponsor the podcast. If you've thought about advertising on the show, you can always reach out Blake at goodadvicecoaching.com. Talk soon. Be right back. We talk to all sorts of business owners on the podcast, and one of the most common trends is business owners who just, for whatever reason, didn't fit in the corporate environment. A lot of entrepreneurs are seeking something. They're seeking an answer, and they're trying to figure out the simple question of, how do I fit in the world? And more importantly, is there a way to make a living that doesn't involve the traditional nine to five job? One of the biggest pieces of advice that I give to entrepreneurs is, hey, you've got to learn about who you are, what drives you, your motivation. That's why I want to tell you about this book, Your Turning Point, 33 Questions for Transformation. I love the impact I've been able to make through Good Advice and the Good Advice podcast, but that would not have been doable without taking an honest assessment of who I was today and who I wanted to be tomorrow. Go to the website, the33questions.com, and get yourself a copy of Your Turning Point by Stephen J. Blank, and let's continue on this road for transformation together. Again, the website is the33questions.com, where you can buy your book today. So I have this conversation quite a bit, and it's being totally transparent. This is something I've even asked myself. Um... There's a lot to be said about sales. There's a lot to be said about um, if you're like most of the people who tend to be drawn to the podcast and and frankly, most of the people that I run into across NWA, um, most of us, we deeply believe in the business that we do. We deeply believe in the service that we offer. We want to sell that service in a way that we feel is honest and upfront and um, truly serves the customer, this is the majority of people. And I think the tension that many of us fall into is we see out there, uh, I say out there on social media, maybe you know people in your industry who they just don't do business the right way. Um, You know kind of their MO, kind of how they go about it. 
had a friend of mine who was talking about someone else in his industry. And he was like, I would never do business with that person because I know he's only motivated by the bottom dollar, even at the expense of the customer. We, we could probably all think of people like that or hopefully, but this is probably true. Hopefully none of us have actually done business with someone like that, where we've gotten burned. Uh, personally, I have unfortunately done business with someone like that. And it cost me probably about $15,000, which, you know, when you're young, when you're just starting up, that kind of money is crucial for growing your business. And in a way, you know, I don't, I don't have debt from that, but in a way I feel like I'm still paying the price on it because I think not in a regretful way, but I just think, man, if I could have put that money elsewhere, how much more quickly my business would have grown. But, but you know, all that to say you live and you learn, right? I mean, we all kind of go through these experience and for better or worse, it's like, okay, I, I learned a lesson from this, right? But many of us were thinking about, okay, I want to sell, but I don't want to be like one of those guys. I don't want to be like one of those people who, when we sell, it's manipulative, it's gaslighting. And I I really do say gaslighting intentionally. I have known people to go through programs or pay for services and not get what was delivered. And instead of getting a refund, the people who sold it to them flips it around and says, well, you didn't do it right. Well, you didn't do what I told you to. Well, it's your fault. It's not my fault. It's your fault. And it's a pretty scummy, it's a scummy practice, right? All that to say, most of us, we when the head hits the pillow at night, we want to be able to say, I did my work honestly, I was fair, um, I was upfront and transparent, and ultimately I delivered on what I said I would do. And, and it, it's actually something that it doesn't keep me awake at night, but it is like, it is this feeling in my gut, like this, it's not, it's not anxiousness anxiousness it's it's like an uh, it's like an urgency or like a reminder of Blake make sure you're always doing what you promised you'd deliver on and so I'm constantly thinking about my customers my current customers customers in the past I'm making sure that I'm actually doing what I've sold to people and I'm constantly asking for feedback I'm talking to people and saying hey are you happy with the service and you know sometimes people won't tell you what you want they'll tell you only what you want to hear. But I at least ask those questions. I say, hey, are you happy? Are you happy with working with me? Is there something that you would have liked um, to have gone differently? Or did you get your money's worth? Uh, Just direct questions like that so that I can just simply do my own business better. I've been thinking a lot about this lately because I think this tension between can I grow a business and be an honest salesperson, I think this is something that We feel this tension often, and I can't say enough how important it is to do your work with integrity. I was at a business event uh, a few weeks ago, and somebody was commiserating about contractors. And he said, you know, contractors, or in this case, the contractors he he had worked with, they will underbid other contractors to get the sale And then they will add on, oh, it's going to cost this much more. It's going to take this much longer. And they underbid intentionally from the get-go to get the deal, knowing that this would likely happen. I had a customer of mine who 
was paying for a service. Um, and I'm, I'm going to try to think about how to phrase this without it being too, um, w- without it being too pointed at, you know, <laughs> Hey, it was this business, but, um, so I'm going to, I'm going to change a couple of details. Okay. Imagine that, um, someone see now i'm trying to think of an example that's an actual legitimate example okay it would be like um um let's say for example that the grocery store washes your apples like they wash them whenever they arrive at the grocery and i know we all this is already a terrible example because we all you know wash our fruit once we buy it but let's just say the grocery store washes the apples um before you buy them Okay. And let's say that this is something, it's just a common practice. And let's say you go to the store, you go to your local grocery store and you buy a dozen apples and it costs you, I don't know how much apples cost $5, right? It costs you $5. And the cashier says, Hey, for a dollar more, um, we can, we can get you, uh, we can wash those apples for you, uh, before you leave. Let's say you don't know that the apples are already washed and the cashier is like, yeah, it's going to make sure we get all that whatever stuff is off of them. And it's only going to take a couple of seconds. We actually have, you know, something right over here to wash them very quickly. Uh, And it's only going to, like I said, it's only going to cost you an extra buck. And you naive to the process, you say, okay, sure. Yeah, I'll pay a dollar. What's a buck, right? Well, the problem with this is you are ignorant to the fact that the the, the apples already come washed, And in my opinion, I think this is where we get into a gray area. I I say gray. I don't think it's actually that gray. I think it's actually kind of black and white. We get into a gray area where there are people out there who sell a service and they paint it as something beneficial to you and you pay for it. You buy it without knowing that you were already getting that thing or it wasn't as elaborate as they made it out to be. Uh, That's my butchered example without, without getting too much in the details. I've known business people who do business that way, who in their mind, it's like, well, they've legitimized it, right? They've, they've legitimized it to the point of, you know, Hey, well, we, we are washing it again for them. So, and it does take some time for us. So, you know, and, and even some of you listening, maybe maybe this is an unfair example. Maybe you're thinking like, well, hey, you are getting the apples washed again, and it's not it's not the store's fault if the customer doesn't know. Now, I'm not even really talking so much about someone being ignorant. I'm more talking about the fact of someone going out of their way to sell something that you really don't need. All this to say, um, we feel this tension often of, I want to sell, but I want to be honest. I want to sell, but I want to do business the right way. And I think the point of today's episode is to encourage you to hold fast to your character and do good business because there is a misconception that you have to bend the lines. You have to wade into that gray area in order to make money as a business person. I think that this is something like maybe when we were younger, we would have said, um, maybe even more naive, we would have said, well, no, of course, I'm not going to sacrifice my character. I'm not going to sacrifice my values to, to do this, to, to take advantage of people. 
nowadays it really has become so gray and people have begun taking white lies in this gray area. And instead of calling it what it is, they call it marketing. <laughs> they call it, it's like, um, I've told the story a lot on the podcast, but when I was first getting started, uh, this guy who I had hired, he told me to go to downtown Fayetteville to rent the con rent, rent a condo at one of the tallest buildings, uh, which, you know, are, if you have, if you're not from here, our downtown's like a block, right? It's not a block. It's, it's like a mile. I'm being totally unfair to, I'm sorry to my, my fellow Fayettevillians, uh, around me, but you know, there's like maybe a few buildings that are actually that tall, but this person was like, go rent the condo at the top of it and film yourself looking over the city of Fayetteville, film yourself talking about how successful you are, how you want to help other business owners be successful. Yada, yada. And, and, and we've experienced this, right? I mean, you can think about how many ads have you seen of a young entrepreneur, a digital marketer who's standing in front of a Lamborghini or an expensive car. And they're like, Hey, you know, if you want to be successful. And I actually, I actually knew a guy who, when he would do his content, he would drive around in the most expensive neighborhoods. And what he would do is he would find houses that were for sale and he would film himself uh, in front of that house. Uh, or he would find a part of the house that he could record, you know, it'd be like an open house or something. And he would try to take pictures and all these things to try to make it seem like he was, and it's kind of silly in hindsight. Cause you're like, if you take just one closer look at this, it's, it's obviously a big scam, but I, you know, on social media, people have really bent, they've really bent the truth in order to lure people in one of my, um, I say favorite, uh, it's not my favorite. I don't like it at all, but it's something that has come up, uh, quite a bit, right? It's kind of like a latest trend that you, maybe you've seen yourself is we're going to guarantee a number of new customers for you, uh, or you don't pay just scroll to your Instagram feed, or if you don't see this on LinkedIn, by the way, and I don't think I see this on Facebook either, but it's definitely on, on Instagram and it's, you know, 30 qualified bookings a week, or you don't pay. You have to know that this is not how it sounds and it's not as good as it seems. And it's usually a ploy to bring in desperate customers. Now in their mind, again, they've probably legitimized it to be like, Hey, it's a great service. Not the case, right? I'm talking about all this because I just had someone on the podcast today, um, Todd Capone, who's the founder of Sales Melon. He's also the author of The Transparency Sale. He came on my show today. He uh, has an amazing LinkedIn following. You should check him out. Uh, his episode, <coughs> excuse me, his episode will be going live uh, next year, early next year. Um, I really resonated with Todd. You know, I, I've had I've had so many great guests on the podcast. Todd, Todd was a fantastic guest. Todd talked. He's an incredible sales leader. He's been in the sales world for forever, um, and just gets it. And here's what's interesting about Todd was, as I was listening to him, as I was talking to him, I was like, well, you know what? This this book you've written, the Transparency Sale. What is that? What are you talking about? Essentially, what he's talking about is being upfront, honest, and transparent with the people that you sell. Now, I have found myself in this position before where uh, someone called me for some SEO work to try to grow their business. And I don't know what page they were on on Google, but they said, hey, um, I want to work together and I want you to get me on page one 
uh, get me on page one uh, in, in the next month or something like that. And I said, Alan, I'm going to be real honest with you. I'm not able to do that. And the person who can do that is infinitely more expensive than I am. So if, if slow and steady growth uh, and developing some authentic content for your page is valuable to you, let's see where this conversation goes. But if you are looking for immediate results, I am not the right fit for you. And I knew that to be true. Now, as you're listening, you're probably thinking, well, yeah, that's the right thing to say. However, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's as honest just to say that without recognizing that sometimes these conversations are extremely painful. They're painful because sometimes you come across a customer who is uh, an incredibly meaningful customer for your bottom line, your revenue. Uh, you meet someone, it's got an amazing tagline or excuse me, dollar sign associated with it. Uh, you start to think about what all could you do with your business if this person closes with you. And even though it's not a great fit, we start to legitimize and yeah, I could probably do that. And of course, how hard can it be? And by the way, I'm not saying if you've ever done this, I'm not saying that you're a bad person or you're doing bad business. I mean, there have been times that I have been upfront with people that I've said, Hey, I'm, I'm going to give this a shot. Let's do this together. And then after the fact, um, I've said, you know what, that, that really did not work out. That did not work out as I expected. Um, you know, maybe I've done this before and it worked great with this customer, but with you for whatever reason, like it just didn't, it didn't click as well as I thought it would. Um, so I'm, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about, um, even so much under delivering because you know, sometimes you work with people and it just doesn't, it just doesn't go the route you expected it to. That is the nature of business. What I am talking about though, is you meet the person and the, the best way I've heard this described. And if you're watching the video on this, I had a, a mentor when I was younger who talked about, you know, we're not talking about bold face lies. We're talking about you caught a fish that was this big. And again, if you can't see it, I'm talking like, you know, a six inch tiny fish, but you're telling people it's a foot and a half. You know, you're telling people your five pound fish is actually a 30 pound bass and, and, and you're stretching the truth to, to, to grow the business. And here's actually a great example. I had someone who reached out to me. She wanted to hire me to grow her YouTube page. Now, uh, good advice. We don't really utilize YouTube and, and it's not anything against YouTube. I just, I just don't have the time to also manage that though. I need to honestly, considering the fact I have all this video content. Um, but I do, however, have a personal, uh, YouTube channel, a hobby YouTube channel. Uh, and it does around, um, oh man, how, how well does this do? Um, it, it does pretty well. It's got over 10,000 subscribers to it. I do it with a buddy of mine. Um, let's check our analytics real quick. Uh, yeah, we get about 3 million views uh, per month. So the channel does decently well for, um, you know, being, being what it is, honestly. So it's a 3 million viewer channel, total hobbyist channel. And I say viewer views, excuse me. I had someone reach out and they said, Hey Blake, I want you to, I want to hire you to help me grow my professional YouTube channel. And this was one of those situations where I could have thrown out any number of statistics to her about my personal channel. 
But at the end of the day, I honestly wasn't sure how to grow her professional channel. And so the way I approached that conversation was I said, hey, I want to be really honest with you. From a professional standpoint, I'm not sure how to grow this. I'll be honest. I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily know what route to go with it. And on my hobbyist channel, that one's grown really well, but it's a totally different beast. It's a totally different animal. So I don't know if I'm the right fit for you. So I was transparent. I was honest and I did not convert the customer. This person said, okay, great. Well, thank you for the advice. I really appreciate it. And they moved on this even though I didn't close the customer, this was not a failure for my business. It's actually a success for a number of reasons. One, uh, if your business, if you're in the business of truly serving your customers, then your sales process should reflect that. I had someone who I was not a good fit for. So rather than try to pad my revenue or stroke my own ego, and I can do that, I was upfront and honest and said, you know what? This is all about you serving you. I'm not the right fit for you. So that was the first thing. (coughs) Excuse me. The second thing was I saved myself the time of working on a failed project. I don't have a YouTube service. I don't have a program that I've built out about it. And so what would have happened if I closed this customer is I would have been working late nights, trying to learn as much as I can about YouTube, trying to reverse engineer what I've done with my hobbyist channel. It it would not have been a good use of my time. And three, I I wouldn't even call this a 50 50 on if this works or not with this customer. I'd call it a 70 30 it not working three. I protect my brand long-term because I save myself the pain of an unhappy customer, which is ultimately where we're heading in this situation. Someone who's unhappy because what they paid me for, I'm ultimately unable to deliver on. There's nothing wrong with telling a customer you're not, you're not the right fit. There's nothing wrong with telling a customer like, Hey, I actually, that's not a sweet spot for me. That's not something I can do. And I, I think this is challenging for us as entrepreneurs because Many times we want to be all things to all people. I can do that. Yeah, sure. I can do that. And the bottom line is we all have our our lanes. We have our lanes that we're great at and we have our lanes that we're not great at. I have had people over the years who've asked me, hey, can you help me with my books? Can you help with my finances? Can you look at my bookkeeping? And what I tell them every time is, hey, cash flow is something that I, I can definitely chat with you about. Um, your sales process, definitely something we can chat about, but if you're looking for someone to make sense of your books and do bookkeeping for you, I'm not that guy. Again, I've, I've lost customers who, ah, well, that's really what we need. And th- those should be people who, instead of saying like, oh, dang, I missed that customer. It's okay, great. We, we, and this is what I love about what Todd Capone talks about is you get it out of the way immediately. So you can go on to the next customer who is the right fit. Rather than spending all this time, you know, ultimately dating someone who isn't going, you're not going to marry them. They're not going to be a great relationship for you long-term. Now, this isn't just about getting it out in the open that you're not the right fit for someone. I think also what it is, and I mentioned this a minute ago, it's helping people because, you know, when you're serving people, you're, you're kind of walking them through the process of what this typically looks like when you're serving someone. 
it's being open and honest about how to gauge expectations so that they're ultimately satisfied and they have they have the right perspective on what this process looks like. So getting back to like the SEO conversation, the guy who said, hey, I want to be on the first page or, or I worked with a company out of Little Rock uh, with, with their business. And I said, hey, I, I need you to understand that this is not a quick fix. That this, There is no quick path to doing this. And that people who are telling you that there's an overnight mechanism for this, they are lying to you and it's not the whole story or they are stretching the truth on what will happen for you. So I need, if, if getting to the first page in the next 30 days is important to you, uh, I, I'm, I'm not going to be the right person to do that. If you're trying to build a brand long-term with great content, you know, then I would be the right answer. So you tell me what direction do you want to take this? And what that typically does is the person either opts out and saves you time and says, well, you know, that actually is really important to me. I'm going to go do that. Okay. So you've saved yourself time or they say, okay. Okay, I really appreciate that. Now I'm starting to understand what this process looks like. And sometimes those can be even your best kinds of customers because, you know, we're always talking about building trust with people, building trust with your customers. That display of honesty can go a long way with building trust with your customers. That's all your customers are looking for. Can I trust this person? Or actually, as this is totally just like, you know, talking all about this conversation with Todd now, but as Todd puts it, predictability. How can I assure that I have a predictable, positive outcome from working with each other, from us working together? And that is formed on a basis of trust. So the next time you're in that sales conversation, uh, it, and, and by the way, I don't even think it's so much about saying I can't do this or I can do this. Um, I'd say even sticking to who you are as a, as a person, you know, being genuine to you, when I get on a phone call with someone, I'm not, Hey, I'm Blake with good advice. Thank you so much. Let's, let's talk about your business. I, I like, literally I'm just me. <laughs> I'm, I'm just me. I get on a phone call and yeah, well, what's going on? Okay, cool, man. Well, Hey, uh, tell me more. Like where are you want to take this thing? Okay. Well, what's your plan there? Okay. Hey, well, Hey, I can help you with that. Hey, it actually, it costs this much. This is what the service looks like. Is that a good fit for you? Yeah, it is. Okay. Well, does it, does it, you want to, you know, like the conversation is, is it's honest to me rather than trying to be this other person. And again, for people who are turned off by your personality, it probably wasn't a great fit anyway. Now, does this mean you can get better at sales? You can walk people through the process better. Absolutely. doesn't mean that, you know, Hey, it's just me. This is what you get. I mean, we can always improve this process, but I think that, I think that whenever we talk about authenticity and genuineness, that is what we're talking about and it's worth leaning into. Hey, that's today's good advice. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Again, if you enjoyed the podcast, feel free to keep following us on any podcast platform of your choice. Tell a friend about the podcast and the good work that we're doing. Don't forget you can't advertise on the podcast. You can reach out Blake at goodadvicecoaching.com. We do have a Patreon where you can support the podcast. That's at patreon.com slash goodadvice. And continue to follow us on all the social media channels as we continue to post our content. So I hope you're doing well today and that you have a great rest of your week. Thanks for listening. That stays good advice. We'll see you.